Was there a time when, when corruption or a lack of accountability really affected you? Back in 2011, um, my younger brother, he was, at 20, he was 23 years old at that point, he was murdered. Um, during the robbery, he resisted and the robbers shot him down at, at the same moment. And he went down to uh, register the police case. Um, the, the police officer at that time, rather than you know, being empathetic to the situation and registering the case, he um, started twisting you know, um, our arms you know, in a way to, to get more and more money from us to, 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 to register the case and to proceed the proceedings. And the case went to the court and you know, the, um, the lawyers, the way they practiced, you know, for two consecutive years, you know, I still remember, every week I would take leave from my office and my office at that time it was very gracious to allow me to do those leaves. Um, I would travel down 600 kilometers one way, you know, 1200 kilometers two ways. From Islamabad to Bukhara to attend um, a court hearing and only to find out that the, the entire, all the lawyers they are on strike for one trivial reason or for the other, you know. Um, this is their way of kind of prolonging the, the, the uh, cases so that they can make more and more money from their clients, you know. It took us about uh, five or six years to get the case settled at the lowest rung of the courts, you know, people who shot him down, they were arrested on the third day of uh, killing my brother and they, they are scot-free till today, you know. And I realized how those people who are, uh, who, who are on subsistence living and they have these court issues, you know, how do they deal with that, how do they deal with police, they are uneducated and they are far easier to, to be exploited by the police members, how do they do that? And that's where when I realized that it was not just the police or the judiciary in Pakistan, it was every single public sector department. Yeah, the corruption is, is so entrenched and so systematic um, that, that this isn't a question of individuals giving or, or taking a bribe. It's, it's a much bigger collective action problem, which I think comes to some of the work we're doing in terms of changing, changing norms and mobilizing people together to try and shift the way that that society operates because, as you pointed out, there are rules, there is a legal process, but if there's no justice, if, if it's not a fair process, then it's, it's never going to work properly. Absolutely. I've been often asked by my friends, if ever you would like to, would you like to leave Pakistan? And then I still remember the discussion which I had once when I was young with my father, and he said, if all the educated people would leave Pakistan, who would correct the things that in the way they are investing in the country? And I think it's, it's for people like us to initiate and put up the fight for that, you know, to, to put up as much resistance as we can, to educate people, to, to raise awareness, to do lobby. So in your work with the Accountability Lab, how does listening to people, the kind of people that you've been talking about, how does that help inform what, what you do? At Accountability Lab, when we started the organization, we started it with a, with a learning mindset. We realized that we do not know all the expects, the way corruption and the lack of transparency affect people's life. So till today, we continue to learn about all those aspects and that requires you know, lots of listening and reading about you know, people's stories. We take it as an opportunity to educate them about these values, to educate them about the tools which are available. To, to live a life of integrity, to live a life of less exploitation by the systematic corruption in, in the country. You have to pay a price, to be honest, you know, literally. If you're not part of the 
problem and you are trying to be a part of the solution, you have to be a prize in so many manners. Shariar held one of the most prestigious positions and um, I know I haven't, I haven't met him, you have met him and you know yeah. how competent he is. Yeah. He would have been earning probably 100 times or 1000 times more than he had been into in the private sector. He still joined the, the public sector, he still remains there, he's still putting up a fight. He continued to, you know, equip himself with, with the modern tools, you know, uh, on how he can make systems more transparent, how, on how he can find spaces to facilitate people while being, while complying with the system, you know. Um, I think he's, he's clearly a, a, a role model. How old and what are your hopes for the future of Pakistan? Every uh, messful situation has an opportunity embedded into it. Pakistan has so much potential, you know, uh, people are so intelligent, uh, they are so good, you know, um, so empathetic, so helpful. I think we are at the right point of time where people have learned to put up fight for their rights. They are increasingly demanding their governments to be more honest, to be more transparent, to not to lie to them, live up to their words. And uh, if they don't do that, to, um, to criticize them in a, in, a, in a constitutional manner. There is more work that needs to be done around it, uh, but I think uh, people are learning to do it. I see a Pakistan which is much more transparent, but much more open, much more um, pro-people, much more clean, and much more thriving and happening place. Integrity should be most non-compromised value throughout your life, no matter how big of the price you have to pay. Be that business lost, be that um, relations lost, be that, you know, whatever. I think your honesty, integrity in your personal life, you should be always, always be able to look into your eyes when you look in the mirror. I think that's the biggest value one should carry throughout the life.